0: With great honor and humility, I accept this nomination. I've never meant it more at stake in this election is the survival of our nation. This is our moment to make hope and history rhyme. My fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. This is 2020 Vision Ohio. This is Clark Donnelly, and I thank you very much for joining uh, me for another episode of 2020 Vision Ohio, the podcast that dares to try to tell the truth in a post-truth era. Today we are going to talk about the upcoming political campaigns continue a discussion that we started in an earlier uh, episode with Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, the Democrat from Columbus, telling us how things might play out uh, from the Biden side of the uh, equation. Uh, Today we're going to take a look at the Republican side. They wrapped up their convention the first full week in August and uh, a first at that one for you trivia buffs, the first national convention ever held at the White House as President Donald Trump delivered his acceptance speech from the South Lawn you <laughs> Of course, the campaigns are going to have to find their way through Ohio. As always, it is a key state. Having uh, seen what the Democrats may need to bring and uh, and may need to uh, to tell us about as far as the issues that we Buckeye State voters are going to consider, we'll now take a look at it from the Republican side of the fence with the help of the president of the Dublin Republican Club, Sean Parker, on the phone with us this morning. Sean, thanks for joining us.
1: Great to be on. Thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to get to talk to you and to talk about some of the ideals that we think are good for the American people and for the people of central Ohio moving forward.
0: One thing that was kind of interesting as I compared the two weeks is uh, for all of their differences, there were a couple of similarities. And uh, the biggest one is, uh, has been no matter which candidate speaks, the message is, if you vote for my opponent, you will ruin America. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How have we gotten to this point, Sean, where, you know, a vote for the other guy means the, the end of our country as we know it?
1: You you know, what's really interesting in that is I think uh, 80 percent of Americans actually believe 99.9 percent of the same thing. We have the same values. We look for education for our children. We look for jobs so that we can go to work and we have the confidence that we're actually going to be employed tomorrow and next week and next month so that we can plan our lives and our futures the democrats have a way of looking at that the republicans have a different way of looking at that and when it comes to the other issues um on both of our fringes we have people that are very very solidly thinking of things of such as such as pro life or pro choice and those are the those are the issues that they play on constantly But we always have to remember that 99% of us are very similar, that America is a great melting pot, and we all really want the same futures for ourselves, our families, and our country.
0: How do the president and the vice president seize on the themes that were sounded during the convention about that 99%? Those things that Americans do uh, pretty much have in common. uh, The goals are the same or similar. It may be the paths that are different. How do they take those themes and translate them into votes?
1: Uh, Well, I I think one thing that we have to do is we have to approach this with respect. And I think the Republicans offer a high level of respect, we're open to dialogue, we're open to ideas. But the one thing that differentiates us is we also look for efficiency and effectiveness. We take a look at everything that happens, and then we look at the measured result at the end, and we say, is this is the process we're doing good for the long run and the short run? And when we look at things, for example, like, like jobs and manufacturing, during the Obama years and even during the Bush years to a degree, we'll take some heat on that we allowed jobs to leave america and when manufacturing left we took our our cities we took our our small towns our county seats and all the jobs evaporated so we're left with in ohio the rust belt and the republicans are the first people to take a hard look at that and say how do we get these jobs back the union simply would say for example we don't necessarily want to make any changes we need to keep business as usual and we need high wages Republicans took a look at it and we said, you know what, we've got to get these jobs back. Trump was elected to bring these jobs back when he brought in Youngstown and he brought in the union vote. That was the game changer. And that's still the message that we have to look at today. During the pandemic, we saw that manufacturing, 90 percent of our pharmaceutical manufacturing of things that we take for granted every day, our our pills, our aspirins, um, our pharmaceuticals are being manufactured offshore. Uh, Suddenly, that doesn't just become a jobs crisis anymore. That quickly becomes a national security crisis. And bringing those jobs back means that we restore our middle class and that we restore hope and opportunity for people to move forward with their lives, to raise their family with the assurance that there's a better day tomorrow than there was yesterday. So we're we're trying to come out of that.
0: One of the areas that uh, had been reliably Democratic- uh, historically went for the president. Of course, that's northeastern Ohio. You mentioned the Rust Belt. You mentioned Youngstown. And yet uh, the Lordstown plant closes down. The president calls for a boycott of Goodyear. Is he kind of biting the hand that feeds him by by saying these things about those blue-collar workers and those companies?
1: No, not at all. The blue-collar worker understands that, that the Republican messages that are out there are the ones that are getting them back to work. Goodyear's an anomaly because that's simply the idea that politically, uh, the political messaging and free speech needs to be protected. If you're going to tell a person they can wear one message and they can't wear a conservative message for the other people, that's not fair play. So he's just trying to protect fair play in that regard. But when you, we talk about Lordstown, the reason GM shut down Lordstown was because it was unprofitable to GM. Why did it become unprofitable? They figured out that they could offshore the jobs more cheaply, that the cars could be manufactured in Mexico, for example, uh, with with a cheaper level of uh, production. But what did Trump do? He came back and helped to form the new company that's making the electric trucks in Lordstown. They just received a a big round of funding. They ran into a stumbling block. I believe the dispatch had reported that. And the funds were brought together through private equity. So that plan is going to continue. I look forward to being uh, one of the people, I'm really hoping to be one of the first people to buy an electric truck that's manufactured here in Ohio because the electric vehicles are are in the long term going to be good for uh, for the environment, which is something that Republicans don't often get credit for. And they're also going to put people to work up in Northeast Ohio. We need those jobs. And it's always a sense of pride when you drive something that's made in America.
0: Sean Parker is president of the Ohio uh, the Dublin Republican Club. DublinRepublicanClub.com is their website. Uh, and the president won Ohio by eight points back in 2016. Eighteen uh, electoral votes at stake uh, here. The first three years of his presidency uh, was, was a non-pandemic presidency. And then, you know, you talk about a game-changer. Things are so different now than they were five or six months ago. How does we talk about the economy? How does the president and the vice president? How do they bring the message to Ohio voters that they can bring the economy back from the to the hole that it has been in since it shut down? You know, here in Ohio and around the country as a result of the COVID nineteen pandemic.
1: Clark, amazingly, if you look at the statistics, the economy is already on its way back. Unemployment numbers are dropping consistently. If you go to regionomics and take a look at their information, we're seeing that that we're trending every month with more and more jobs. There is one thing I met with an economist uh, from Wells Fargo recently, and he gave us some information. He said that of the 30 million people that are currently unemployed – 10 million of those people will not go back to work in the same jobs that they had before because those companies may not be able to emerge. So you have to ask yourself the question, who do you trust to put those people back to work in the next four years? Who do you trust, because this is a trust issue, to have those jobs restored with good-paying good jobs or good business opportunities for entrepreneurs to come in? And the track record of President Trump being someone who – has started businesses, and been successful many times in in, in the business pursuits that he has done, is the guy that you have to trust. Uh, Mr. Biden, unfortunately, is a lifelong uh, Washington person who only understands how to take taxes from people, recirculate them out to the people that they like. And I don't know that he has any concept of what it takes for for the marketplace to employ people. And the fear is the government will possibly come in and employ a bunch of people. That doesn't do anything to enhance our economy. And when families have the opportunity to own businesses, then they can prosper. They can move into the middle class, and they can actually own the homes, not rent the homes that they're, that they're living in. And we have to get back to these type of principles in America because that's what made us great over the years. We have stumbled Uh, numerous times in the past 20, 25 years in some of these missions, President Trump is the guy that understands that people working, they pay taxes, which fills up the government coffers, and that gives us the social services net to help the people to advance and to move forward, and it's a a great big uh, circular type of situation where where you know if you take any piece out of the circle you no longer have a complete circle trump completes the circle he understands the circle and he knows that circle starts with a person getting out of bed going to work and taking care of their family and that that's all people it is not just who people say tr- who traditional Republicans look like. It is people of every color, of every, of every status that's out there. And Trump is protecting
0: all people in this regard. And before we let you go, Sean Parker, president of the Dublin Republican Club, what are voters in suburbs like Dublin and uh, New Albany and Westerville looking for from a presidential candidate this year?
1: I think they're looking for trust. Uh, the one thing that we have to do is show that, show that we actually have a high level of respect for all people at all times. That is the message that the Democrats are actually putting out against us. They're, they're stating that, that, that we are not respectful, and they're trying to paint the crotchety old Republican uh, mantle that's out there. We are, we are a party of energy. We're a party of, of young people. We are a party of middle-aged people, and we are a party of old people. We embrace everyone. What's happening in our suburbs is people are trying to understand these messages that are coming at them that make no sense. When they really think about it, they see division. They see single-party or, or single-issue things that are being said to make them, make them angry or to make them scared. There's a lot of fear. And if they take the fear away and they stand back and they say, what, what, what am I really looking at here? What, what, is, what, what is really going on? They'll understand that at the federal government level, it's about national defense, which Trump has nothing but gold stars in terms of the way that he has brought together national defense. It's the economy. It's the, the federal government with monetary and fiscal policy talks about what it takes for people to know that they're going to be employed and for the American economy to lead the way. And then it comes to our our, our national conversation of who we are. Trump's vision of who we are is that America has led the way since the First World War and that we will be required to continue to lead the way and that the world actually looks for our leadership and that we need to give them good, honest, clean leadership. And that's, that's the message that he and Mike Pence are putting together again for the next four years. And it is for the betterment of all people. It is not for the detriment of anyone. And that's why I'm a supporter of President Trump, Vice President Pence, and the message that we're carrying forward. So, you know, we we, we pray that, that, that God will help us forward.
0: Sean Parker, president of the Dublin Republican Club, uh, letting us uh, take a look at what we may ha- have in store for us as the uh, Republican presidential campaign, the campaign to reelect Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, uh, travels through Ohio in the coming months, of course, the Buckeye State always a key to electing presidents, especially for the Republicans. We hope you'll go back and discover some of our earlier episodes. Uh, as I mentioned, we talked to Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, the Democrat from Columbus. We also had a long discussion about the uh, the mechanics of voting in this election in Ohio, mailing in to absentees, drop boxes, uh, all that kind of thing. We, uh, we'll hope you'll uh, listen to that one, get some good information that'll help you if you are a little bit confused about how to go about casting your ballot, uh, and, uh, Stay with us because we will continue these discussions as we get closer to that November 3rd election. Join us on the conversation. We do want this to be a, an interactive podcast, so we'd like to hear about the issues that are on your mind. If we did something wrong, maybe got a fact uh, wrong, please call us out on that. We'll take care of it. You can email us at 2020vision at columbusradiogroup.com. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and uh, you can download us free at the Sunday 95 app. share 2020 Vision Ohio with all of your political junkie friends. Join us next time as we try to gain a clearer vision of this murky 2020 political landscape. I'm Clark Donnelly. Thanks a lot.